Hello and welcome to Find Your Center. I'm Kim Perone, Certified Life Coach with the Center for Clarity, Compassion, and Contentment. I know that's a mouthful, so I call it Center 4C. But the name is meaningful, and these qualities of clarity, compassion, and contentment are what we all need more of. So I thank you for listening. I'm here with Jim Sweet, author of Back to the Front Porch and Mental Freedom, both books about finding peace and enjoyment in life. Hello, Jim. How are you today? Hey, Kim. I'm great. How are you? I'm great, too. Little, little sleepy, um, <laughs> which, and I mean that actually sincerely, not just because the theme is sleep, get some, but uh, actually, if my mother was here, she'd say, Kim was such a napper, such a sleeper when she was a kid, and even in my adulthood. I'm kind of known for being a napper, to be honest. Yeah. Not, uh, not weekdays, but... <laughs> But yeah. maybe after Thanksgiving and uh, weekends, but uh, a lot of people say I can't sleep in the day and, and I can definitely always take a nap. Yeah. Sleep do, is very important to me. Yeah. <laughs> How about well, you, do Jim? You, yeah, it is. Do you fall right asleep? Are you one of those people that can get on a couch or something and close your eyes and nap instantly? Not instantly, but I think I have more of the resting uh, impulse. And when I go to bed at night, I usually read for an hour or two before Mm. I go to bed. So I don't fall asleep right away, but I have an activity that's conducive to falling asleep right away when I put the book down. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like my debriefing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. How about you? What's your sleep pattern? Is it difficult? No, it's not. And it's part of it, I think, is some of the things we'll talk about tonight uh, is to get yourself get your body and mind ready for sleep so that you're relaxed and, and every, you know, not only physically relaxed, but mentally relaxed. And I find that so much easier to like, same thing. I'm reading, I put the book down, I close, turn the light off and, you know, I'm out within a few minutes. Yeah. So let's start. What is, what is some of your, your tips? If you want to share, we can both share some of our tips for better sleep. The first thing I want to do before I share a tip is just to read this quote from Dr. Matthew Walker, who's a neuroscientist and he's a sleep sleep doctor, if you will, but he read that and I and I saw this quote before and and I thought just just listen to it. It's a miracle drug. Scientists have discovered a revolutionary new breakthrough that makes you live longer. It enhances your memory and makes you more creative. It makes you more attractive. It keeps you slim. It keeps you slim and lowers food cravings. It protects you from cancer and dementia. It wards off colds and the flu. It lowers your risk of heart attacks and stroke, not to mention diabetes. You'll feel happier, less depressed, and less anxious. Are you interested? So (laughs) that is basically what you get from a good night's sleep. So I think- Wow, that packs a punch, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. So even when I I first read that and I I read his book a few years ago, and and it really kind of got me to the mindset of, wow, sleep is really important. And- like he says in his book, why would nature um, build this thing into our lifestyle? Basically, be basically we become unconscious and un- unable to defend ourselves. If it's that important that you know nature would would build that into our life, then then maybe we should pay more attention to it and 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 give it more importance in our life. Profound. So, yeah. <laughs> Very profound. First, yeah. And I think I'll, the first thing that I did after I read his book, and, and I think this is hard for a lot of people, and it was hard for me at first, but once you get into the habit is I removed 
electronics from an hour before bed. TV, uh, phone, iPad, whatever, and remove electronics from your room. That's critical. I know a lot of people say, I can't fall asleep without the TV on. But there's the the Blu-rays. They keep you awake. The TV, if it's sound, keeps you awake. You don't, you're not allowed to get into that deep rhythmic sleep, which is the deep wave sleep that really is the restorative sleep. Because you, oh, all of a sudden, oh, I woke up at 1.30 and put, turned the TV off. Well, your body came out of sleep because the TV was on and the sound was on or the lights were on. You're, so your body comes out of sleep and you come out of it and then you got to turn the TV off. Now, some people may fall right back to sleep, but they don't get right back into that deep sleep. Your, your sleep pattern was interrupted. So that was the first thing um, that I did, completely remove electronics. Well, one of the things I was thinking, too, is how much people say, well, I don't have enough time. And so they end up mm. not sleeping because they're trying to cram more in. And I don't know about you, Jim, given your conviction on this as well, and knowing the science that backs the importance of sleep, that I cringe when I hear coaching advice about just getting up earlier and all the time. Sometimes that's a common one. And and it's true because that is found time. So I was thinking a little bit in the opposite for this episode because it's sleep is not enough time, maybe cutting out those energy wasters. So you were already talking about some TV and electronics. And I was thinking about that too. Just if you know you're sleep deprived and you might be listening and you're thinking, well, maybe I should try this out, sleep a little bit better. We, it might be that short term piece where you experiment with cutting out with those things, but not, you know, not forever. We like, we like some social media and we like TV, but there's time there that we're scrolling or that we're binge watching that we could turn into some sleep if we know we're sleep deprived. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, I think setting time aside for something, if if you set aside time for exercise, if you set aside time for, you know, work, we'll say whatever uh, profession you have or whatever you set that time aside, sleep is, is so critical to your health that you have to be able to set it aside. And, and, you know, we've talked in the past, I think about if, if we ever sat and wrote down exactly how we spent every 15 minute, 15 minute segments of our day, how much time of that is spent? As you, I think you said time wasting, right? Scrolling through social media, binge watching a TV show. And I'm not saying we don't have to, we have to get rid of watching TV shows, but can you watch two episodes instead of six? Can, you know, can you, can you do do that? And it's true. It's hard. Yes, all this is hard. We're not saying it's easy, but like you said, Kim, can you do it for a week? Right. Can Don't think cut, it's forever. For, yeah. Try that. Because one of the things I know when people are very busy at work and they maybe even have a long day, I I have heard multiple times and I have experienced this myself where you actually don't want to go to bed. You do stay up later watching your show because you needed more evening. You needed to feel more evening in your work day. So I can understand that. And that might be keeping people up later than they should because they want that evening to feel longer. Right. And, And you've also heard, and I've heard people say, well, I like to watch a few TV shows because it relaxes me. It, it 
it's almost you know counterintuitive because it doesn't relax your mind. Your mind is racing, and the stimulation stimulates your mind so that when you do finally get into bed, especially if you if you're in bed with the TV on in your room and you turn the TV off. Your mind is still running. You're running through the TV show. And now some of the things that you didn't actually address while you were maybe quieting down as the day ended, now those things are at the top of your Oh, that thing I forgot. Oh, I forgot to do the laundry today or I forgot mm. to do that thing at work. And now those things come up to the surface as opposed to an hour or hour and a half ago when, you know, you were had quiet time or you're able to, to kind of process them while you're maybe doing the dishes or going for a walk or something. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a good point that maybe it does delay the actual thinking comes back when you're ready to sleep. That right. you, it's because we know TVs, movies do suspend. We, we get immersed in them, which is great. That's why we love it. A couple right. other things I was thinking that may or may not be intuitive, but comfort and darkness, two, two mm-hmm. items. So, like warm socks and an eye mask. <laughs> Interesting. This might help someone who isn't necessarily a good sleeper, but I found, and it was mindfulness too, it, that I didn't even realize, but I started to have like a comfortable sock fetish when I was going through a really stressful time. And the mindfulness piece is it would allow me, I would pay attention to my feet and how comfortable they felt. And I've since realized that it it is comfortable to sleep more bundled up and and I'm a summer person so I love the heat but it's so and then I saw it on a list I saw it on in an article and I was like oh my gosh that's something that I do is that comfortable socks and even an eye mask so sadly I learned the eye mask trick when I was sleeping in the hospital with my late sister when she was um, in in the hospital for an extended period with cancer before she passed away, because the lights are always on there, even if your room light is off and there's all these noises and things. The noises didn't bother me as much as the light did. And she didn't want the eye mask someone gave her, so I used it. And I've used that, and that helps for a little bit of the deeper sleep it might shift around while you're sleeping. So for someone that might irritate them. But again, just knowing that we think sleep's important. If, if anyone's struggling with it, those are two comfort pieces, comfort and darkness that might assist and thinking too about uh, writing down what's bugging you was another right. thought I had. Getting that out of your head so you're not marinating in your to-do list or your irritations when you lay down to go to sleep. Right. Yeah, because that's, like you said, we, when if you sit down and, and those things kind of start bubbling to the surface and you haven't had a chance to address them and allow them some space, they'll take up a lot of space <laughs> while you're trying to fall asleep. Um, and and yeah, writing them down is a, is a terrific way to to take uh to give them that space that they need but there's also you know we get uh, if you have some type of bedtime routine like you said you read i read um you know maybe we do a little uh meditation um you know there's there's different type of meditations there's evening meditations that are you know designed you know the guided meditations uh, that i found that are designed to help your body kind of relax um you know some of them are as short as 10 minutes i've done ones that are 30 minutes um 
I've started doing or started doing, I've done it for, for quite a while now is yoga nidra or, um, non-sleep deep rest. You might hear it called that NSDR. Um, so basically what it is, is it's, it's a guided meditation that helps relax the body to a point where your body gets all the way, all the sleep pieces of it, except for the REM, you know, the, the deep REM sleep that you get into those, those deep waves. Um, so it basically just prepares your body for sleep. Um, and I've noticed that when I do that, especially in the evening, that I'll be able to sleep through the night. Um, so that, that's another one that I've, I've really found to be super valuable. And sleeping through the night is really important. We go through times in our life where it's near impossible, whether it's an aging thing, uh, whether it's a worried time period of your life, there's a number of issues that can really interfere with our sleep, where sleeping all night is something we may have taken for granted earlier. I know for me, I wake up wake up a bit in the middle of the night and luckily fall back to sleep pretty easily. But I do think that it's interesting. A lot of people are getting very accustomed to not sleeping much and it's somewhat prevalent in our culture. And it's like, oh, it's just the way it is. And especially if that's about worrisome thoughts or just overthinking, I think we want to rein that in. Sleep is really important. Your body does a lot of important things when you sleep. And it's funny because I do this when I give talks. I, when I get to the sleep part of well-being, I do this big stretch and I say, the last time I heard someone say, Oh, I got nine hours of sleep last night. It was so amazing. I say that it was me because no one admits to that because <laughs> right, they're too yeah, embarrassed. Right? And that's how you know culturally and the whole room laughs. And when they laugh, when I say that, you just know, you know, right there. It's studies show we need seven to 10 hours yeah. of sleep at night. Well, people wear that as a badge of honor too. Of, oh, I, if I worked, yeah. you know, until uh, 1130 last night, I was right back up and at it at five this morning. There are times I think that, yeah, you'll be in that situation, but very rarely if, if you can manage your day or manage your workload. And I, I, I think that you, also if you work like that with, with those type of hours, you're, and not sleeping either, you're going to be less, uh, productive in, in, in your work. You're, you know, you're all the things that lack of sleep takes away from you, uh, cognitively and physically. It just leads to you not being as sharp as you could be with, uh, you know, with a full night's sleep. So if you are, you know, in a work space and you, you've only slept four hours the night before, you're not going to be as sharp or you're not going to be as good as you could be. Uh, and you, maybe your decision making won't be as, as, as good. Uh, and you may make some, some mistakes that come back to haunt you. Um, but you're right that, that, that some people wear it as a badge of honor that, that they don't, oh, I don't need sleep, you know? Yeah. That we're not supposed to need sleep. So I hope that listening to this gives someone the permission to say sleep's an important part of life. It's an important part of our well being and studies back this up. Studies back this up and that the diminishing returns of that extra work or extra le- not sleeping because you don't think now some people do need less sleep than other people. And that's okay too. We don't mm. need to compare ourselves with others, but really 
it is important and your body does a lot of important things. And that mental sharpness that you mentioned is huge. We can get more done if we're rested than we are doing. We, we may think we're doing a lot, but if we're not as sharp, I bet a lot of things are taking us too long. Another thing I thought about was cutting out caffeine in the afternoon. Yes. It's been years. I don't, it's, I have to be in really bad shape to drink a caffeinated coffee in the afternoon because I, I know it's going to, it would affect my sleep later. I don't know about you. How do you feel about that? It's it's totally, I, I used to drink coffee in the afternoon and the more I kind of learned about sleep and learned about coffee and the effects of caffeine is I don't drink nothing caffeinated after noon. And I'm usually done with my last caffeine because I don't generally don't drink soda or anything like that either. It's got caffeine in it. But yeah, by, you know, 10, 11 o'clock for sure, I'm, I'm done with caffeine for the day. Um, and, and yeah, because caffeine has what they call this half-life. So, you know, the uh, half-life of coffee or, or the quarter life even uh, of caffeine can be 12 hours. So if you think you, you have your last caffeinated drink at two o'clock in the morning or at two o'clock in the afternoon at two o'clock in the morning it's still or, or 12 o'clock in the evening 12 midnight it's still running through your veins you still have caffeine in your in your system that's continuing to keep you awake we also think too it is maybe part of a trap of a vicious cycle so i didn't sleep well it's at two or three in the afternoon that i need to grab for the coffee and then that affects my sleep at night. And then the next day you're to falling apart at that hour of the day again. And is it part of a vicious cycle? So again, worth experimenting with if you're not sleeping well. It's, it's counterintuitive because you're thinking, no, I need that caffeine, but this just being mindful of the times. Right. Now you had one on your list that's the other end of the spectrum, but also drinking. Yes. Alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, people, talk about uh, having a nightcap no do not <laughs> if you drink alcohol your sleep will be affected it doesn't the, the, the science is very clear on this you have one drink at seven o'clock at night or you have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine with dinner your sleep will be affected it's that simple um the reason is alcohol is a stimulant as well as a depressive what what it does is it is it unleashes cortisol in your body and it unleashes adrenaline in your body because it's a neurotoxin and your body needs to fight against this intruder. So what does it do? It releases cortisol. It, re- it releases adrenaline. And that stuff is going to be running around in your uh, system you know, for several hours. So if you have a glass of wine at 7 o'clock or let's say you're out for dinner with some friends and, and you have a, you know, a few glasses of wine, the last one you have 9, 10 o'clock, that's going to be running through your body all day. Now, you may fall asleep very quickly when you get home, and we've all done that, and, and you know, uh, sure. you, you fall asleep quickly. But what happens is alcohol then blocks that deep sleep that you need, uh, and you may wake up throughout the day. And and by wake up, I don't mean wake up at one thirty and say, oh, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm awake. Wake up at 4.30, oh, my gosh, I'm awake. But what it does is it, it blocks you from getting that deep sleep, so while you're, you're not – physically feeling and, and you know being aware that you're awake your body is acting as if it's awake because it's got this you know adrenaline running through it um and it's not allowing you to get to that deep sleep so again counterintuitive people say oh, i'll have a nightcap to help me fall asleep tonight well i'll help you fall asleep but it won't help you like you said earlier kim 
Stay that asleep. stay asleep is the important part of this whole thing. So you can wake up and, ah, oh, I got just got nine hours of great sleep. You know, <laughs> you don't say that. Exactly. I want to hear people brag about yeah, it. Right? You know? Yeah, right? Yeah. So I said, how did you sleep? <laughs> oh, God, I slept terrible last night. I can't. And when, yeah, we want to hear people say, oh, I felt so good last night. I slept for eight hours and, man, I bounced out of bed this morning. And one way to change some of that routine, too, is maybe you would have grabbed for a a drink, but you're going to try and experiment because you know you want to sleep a little bit better. Uh, so not the coffee and not the nightcap, but maybe a hot bath. Yeah. Things that relax you before going to bed, that routine of something soothing. Yeah. And, and yo- like yoga nidra, you mentioned that too. That's kind of a soothing, relaxing your yeah. body. And there's also, there is, are also, uh, you know, short, yoga routines uh, that you can do in the evening, which again, it's more of a routine to just relax your body and get your, get into that state of relaxation. Okay. And you're almost training your body. Okay. Here it is. It's time to sleep now. You know, it's, it's time to get, you know, when, when, when we're, uh, when we have babies, we, you know, we, we have a bedtime routine for them, right? We put them in the bath, we get them cleaned off, we read them a couple of books, we turn the lights off, we rub their back, and then they're asleep. We, we do that for babies, but why don't we do it for ourselves? Why don't we have our own bedtime routine? Have a cup of tea, get your book, you know, put your comfy socks on, you know, or whatever it is. But it's got to be something that's that's relaxing and quieting, and it's it, it, it can be a routine because, it, again, we're trying to get our minds and our bodies ready for sleep. And that can't be done if we're being stimulated. I used to have a conversation with one of my friends because she just was such a high energy person. And so she's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm doing stuff around the house until I fall into bed at night. And I was like, I can't. I'm done at eight and I am relaxing the rest of the evening, whether it's reading, maybe watching a show, but then reading and getting into bed. I can't just keep doing housework until I drop. Um, I'm sure it might work for some people, but, and then, and they might sleep really well. So it's not to say that they're not, but I do like that concept of a, an evening routine and making it special and getting out of the clutter and activity of your normal life before falling asleep. And I think that that supports it very well. I think the science is pretty, pretty strong in this area though. I think we're really waking up. Yeah. Pun intended, right? We're waking up to the fact that we need to go to sleep and, and get that quality sleep to be our best. I know that even in workplaces, it could be really tough if we have colleagues that are stressed and not sleeping. And I, we can go crazy, literally, without enough sleep. We wouldn't be. We aren't reacting to things the same when we're yeah. overtired. Yeah, and, and some of it is, I mean, eating right, exercising, sleep—the three kind of pillars of health: eat, move, sleep. And I think they all work together. So um, you know, I, you hear about people have the you know the the evening snack or they have the bowl of ice cream before bed. Again. What you put into your body is, you know, if you, if you have that chocolate or that ice cream or those chips or whatever before you go to bed, you know, if, especially if there's a lot of sugar in, in that stuff, it's gonna, it's gonna stimulate you. You know, you, the stimulants 
will, will not help you sleep. Um, but exercise during the day also helps if you can get out for a walk and you can get some sunshine on your face and, and all that stuff, uh, again, also contributes to sleep. Yeah. Don't hate Jim for knocking all your favorite bedtime routines. I know. Routines. It's, it's the worst. I'm, I, I do feel like the, we uh, love the it bad too, person. Right? Yeah, we all love it. <laughs> but then we don't, then if you, and feel free to do it, but don't tell us how tired you are the next morning. <laughs> We're giving you the answers um, to the test here. <laughs> the funny thing too is with exercise, I'll admit that I wasn't sleeping well and I was going through a patch of that. And I realized I'm a really sedate person and I can see you sit in front of a computer to do my job and, or sit with a client. I sit to read. I'm sitting right now doing this podcast. And I thought to myself after a stretch of not sleeping well, I am not working my body enough and that's part of it. So I started to hit the treadmill in the house when I was watching a TV show. So a little multitasking there. And I would try and do as much as I could because I realized this is why I'm not sleeping well is I'm not exercising enough. My mind is tired but my body is not. So exercise can really help yeah. a great deal. And in thinking of it from that different perspective, like it wasn't about fitness necessarily and weight loss. It was about, I think I'm not sleeping well because I'm not moving my body. Now I need it for those other reasons too, but I just looking at it specifically yeah. from a sleep yeah, angle. Uh, yeah, there are, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not trying to, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I sit a lot. Oh, I do too. I'm going to admit that. Yes, we do. (laughs) And a lot of us do at work. Yeah. How many workplaces have people sitting at computers? So that, that may be affecting anyone as well. But this, but the studies are strong that we do need sleep. We do know that we can go crazy. We do know that when you're parents of little babies, it's, yeah. Very difficult. So don't try what we're talking about. I mean, you can do all those nice things for yourself, but don't knock yourself. That's the time of your life you're supposed to not get right. sleep. And it, you, they'll, eventually they'll, they'll sleep through the night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're, we're parental right. proof of that. They do grow up and they start yes. to sleep through the night. And, and if they don't, it's not exactly right. your yeah. problem at a right. certain exactly. age. They're, if they're not, then they need to listen to this um, podcast so they can, they can figure out how to get through it. That's right. And so giving, giving yourself an opportunity to really sleep well, permission to, it doesn't need to be a badge of honor if someone feels like they have to. Just do more, do more, do more. It's it, your body's doing a lot when you're sleeping. That's right. very important. Yeah, it's it's the re- restorative sleep. That's what we're aiming for. Clear all that stuff out of our brains and start fresh the next day. Absolutely, and uh, having sweet dreams too. Yes. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, Jim. And, yes, Kim. And thank you, everyone, for listening. To getting into bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We're actually yeah. taping this at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of late at night, too. So right. <laughs> it's true. We'll be thinking about this not too long from now. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you're feeling a bit more centered. 
We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another edition of Find Your Center. You can reach out to me at kperone at center4c.com or connect with us at the Slightly Unmeditated Facebook or Instagram page or email us at goodvibes at slightlyunmeditated.com. That's all for today. I'm Kim Perone helping you to find your center. Each time you do, you build a better world. My heart is full. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you again. Until next time, I wish you clarity, compassion, and contentment. 